Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 121. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have off-road free agent Andy. I'm here. I'm a little uncomfortable. i got the sun in my eyes, but I am ready to talk. Yeah, we don't have blinds in the office yet. I had to arch my uh, angle my desk the proper way, and uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually... Okay. And Tony Katz is here. Here we have Tony Katz. I'm actually pretty good, except... If I turn to the right, and then it's yeah. whoa, it's right there. But uh, it's that's that time. It reminds me of uh, when you're driving down the street at a certain time around oh, here, and it's just it's dangerous. Um, it really is dangerous because yeah. it'll be glaring right in your face, and there's nothing you can do. It it always seems to happen like if you're going down certain streets at this time. The visor doesn't do anything. Polarized sunglasses anything, yeah. don't do anything. Literally, things disappear for mm-hmm. moments at a time. Then they get like lost in the shadows. It's like when uh. A baseball game starts at like four o'clock, and then there's that period where yeah, it gets lost in the shadows, and it's just I couldn't imagine hitting like that. Well, good for you. You're not going to be playing in any World Series games anytime soon, so I will not. And never say never. Won't be an issue. It will not be an issue. Um, But speaking of baseball, we do have some uh, down news uh, in our local baseball team, the Angels. Uh, One of you guys want to take it from here? Yes, the Los Angeles Angels. Of Anaheim. Yeah. But I, I think they, they actually they got rid it. of the of they Anaheim. It. Well, it's, they're still in Anaheim for me. Yeah, well, they're in Anaheim for everyone. <laughs> okay. I think locals will always still call them the Anaheim Angels or like... I still call it the Pond also. Uh, that's why I was literally just going to say that, is I also feel like locals will always call the yeah. Honda Center the Pond, and I'm the same way. Fuck a Honda Center. It makes yeah. way more sense. It's a the pond. pond was a great name for a nickname for the stadium for the Ducks. I don't like that just because it changed the Honda Center yeah. people. You know what? Honda would have been admirable move. Keep also, it the Pond. Speaking of Honda, though, there was a time, though, where Honda... I think let Andy and I park for free in a yep. Ducks game because Andy was driving a Honda. Oh, respect. Yeah. It was one of those. Helpful Honda they are guys. the helpful Honda guys. They should help you with a new hood. Yeah. <laughs> what did they do? Just they <laughs> had like a, a crew come out like in the yeah. NASCAR or whatever. <laughs> they just totally replaced Andy's car. But anyway, got a little sidetracked <laughs> there, which we tend to do. But uh, yes, the breaking news came out this afternoon that uh, Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs was found unconscious and dead in his. Uh, or was found unconscious and then pronounced dead in his hotel room in Texas. And uh, they still haven't let out anything on what the cause of death was. So right now, all you can do is kind of speculate. They've uh, Police have said there was no suspected foul play. But, uh, I mean, it's it's sad and it's crazy, too. He's uh, only 27 years old, which, you know, younger than all three of us. It's also kind of scary because he goes into that 27 club. It just seems like... Uh, yeah, 27 is one of those ages where a lot of uh, people just are gone too soon. And it really is eerie because I was I was at the game 10 years ago. They literally, I think, just had the 10 year anniversary of uh, yeah. a couple months ago of Aiden Hart. And I was actually at that game that he pitched. And then when I heard that news that following morning, I think I was on spring break at the time, my senior year. So I remember not waking up for school, just waking up and seeing the news and being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened. And uh, same thing this morning. I mean, Tyler Skaggs just pitched on Saturday just two days ago. He was a good he, he was one of those pitchers that when he was on, he was uh, so very good. And then when he was, you know, like anybody, when he was off, it was not so good. But he was an all around good pitcher. He was uh, from what it sounds like, he was very liked around every team that he played for and stuff. So. Had one of those good personalities, and they did have to cancel the game this uh, this evening in Texas, mm-hmm. which is you know That's you would right expect. Move. But uh, yeah, I mean they were also talking about uh, 
Albert Pujols, this is the second time now he's lost a lost a teammate in uh because I guess he was on that 2002 team that had Daryl Kyle same incident pitcher for the Cardinals at the time woke up I mean uh they went to the they were on the road in Chicago and they uh found him dead in his hotel room and I actually forget the reason for his death I believe that was just a heart condition yeah so yeah as far as the speculation I mean it's really not important yeah it's not but, you can say this and that only, there's very few reasons why someone of his age yeah would die you really it could be just something an undetected heart issue. I mean yeah that's what you kind of I mean, I don't know if you say that's what you kind of hope for, but like, it, I wonder if it is more, it'd be, I feel like more reassuring for the family if it was just, oh, he had a well, heart problem that people didn't know about other than, okay, maybe he was, because what I was saying earlier, and like I said, we don't really want to speculate, but a lot of athletes, especially athletes that get hurt a lot, and he's been hurt a few times, you get addicted to those pain medications. And when you do get addicted to those pain medications, a lot of times you start taking them and then you take them and then you go out. Like, I mean, I don't know what they, if they did go out last night or anything like that. I mean, they just played a game that afternoon against Oakland and then they go and have a, what is that? A three hour plane flight from yeah. here to Texas Not about rough, roughly. So, I mean, they could have easily gotten into Texas around 10, 11 and gone out for a few hours or whatever, but who knows? They also could have just, he also could have just gone to bed and that's that. I mean, it's so really crazy because he had a Instagram post yesterday right after the game of all of them, all the angel players. And he posted to his Instagram and they were all dressed up in cowboy hats and Texas stuff. And his caption said, yeehaw, we're headed to Texas, which to me kind of does sound like a guy that was ready to let loose a little bit in Texas, but also it's just more of in perspective, how quickly things can change. First, you're posting a photo of you and your teammates, your friends, you're excited, you're dressed up, you're going to Texas. And then less than 24 hours later, Maybe even less than twelve hours later, I don't even know if know when it happened. It's like you're you're gone. So it's just so it's just so crazy how quickly things can change in life, and yeah. uh, really Very puts sad. things into perspective. Sometimes it makes you realize maybe some of your issues or problems or whatever aren't as bad as you know they could be worse. Things yeah. could always be worse. And for whatever reason, we're seeing this with baseball players. Yeah, almost specifically, and, it, like- and almost specifically starting pitchers. Yeah, if you even want to go a little deeper because it's, you know, Jose Fernandez a couple of years ago, he was out partying, crashed into a, uh, what was it, like a rocks or whatever out there, yeah. buoy, whatever, I don't know what you want to call oh, yeah. it. And, you know, and that's the thing with those pitchers is, you know, they pitch once every five days, most of them, you know, once a week, some of them, you know, and it's like it gives them a lot of days off to just have like, you know, oh, who cares if I'm hungover tomorrow? Who cares? If I don't get much sleep, I'm not pitching. I'm just sitting in the dugout. A lot of these guys probably go down, especially the starters, could probably go down into the clubhouse or just, you know, they're chilling on the bench and the bolt and the dugout. You know, some of those pitchers don't need to do much so on their days off. So it's just I feel like those are the guys that'll go out and party a little bit more and stuff. But nonetheless, it is sad. And like you said, it does seem like it has been recently these deaths have been more baseball players. Angels actually just lost a Another guy over the offseason, Luis Valbuena, in his home country. I forget where he was. I don't. I completely forgot what South. But he was in a, one of those yeah. South American countries. Latin America. Latin America. But he. Uh, so that's the honestly the third angel player to pass while playing on the team in the last ten years. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. And they, they also uh, Tommy Hansen. Oh, that's Angels right. Player who uh, wow, I completely he was, forgot about him. I think he was off the team, but he had that was the last team he played for. Was yeah. Angels. 
and he died. I don't know, it was maybe five years ago or something. I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah, he was a good little there's player. Just, there's a lot. There's a lot of guys just in the last. 20 and years. I mean, Roy Halladay was a starting pitcher, and we yeah, came to find out after his career, and we but, did come to find out that he was taking some of those painkiller stuff. So it is it is a bummer, and like it, it really is. It just really does put more into thought that you just you do remember that these are human beings also. Like, yeah, they get injured. Yeah, they get they have to take medications and they get some of them get addicted to them just like you and I could or anyone else. And yeah, they might be able to hide it when they're on the field playing. But, you know, some of these guys have their own problems also and their own things. And again, we're not saying that was what caused Tyler Skaggs, but other players that have passed away to in sports that have openly gotten addicted to opiates and through the fact of being addicted to painkillers. So it's a bummer, though. Our thoughts, Tony's takes. All three yeah, I mean, are... typically we would cover this. I mean, not the specific case, but we'd be like, oh, and how do the Angels replace, you know, this starter pitching? And it's like, this reminds you, like, yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, like it doesn't, doesn't, we're not thinking about that. We're thinking about his family and how it, it's just, it's so young. It's not even, he hadn't really even started his life. I think I said, like, he'd just gotten married and stuff. And it's like, let alone his career, he hadn't really started his life. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, well, anyway, I think we'll, uh, like I said, our thoughts, and prayers go out to Skaggs and his family, and then also Angels organization. You know, that's tough to lose a teammate, a friend. But uh, anyway, some more. Uh, now moving on to hopefully some uh, some uplifting news. Depending on what who your favorite basketball team is. Yeah, that's where the the happiness meter is gonna measure. Is yes. We, who is your what team are you a fan of? So we have uh, Andy Wojnarowski so, over here. Yeah, I got late breaking news. No, I have no breaking news, but. We just want to go through some of the big signings, maybe all of the big signings. Yeah, I would say, well, yeah, no. Um, but I do want to cover my favorite NBA transaction so far. Okay, um, it's actually a pair. Okay, so like a fruit. This is your net? The Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> um, you know, they signed Brook Lopez to a really small deal last offseason. One of the best offseason pickups. He ended up getting a, I believe, four-year, fifty-two million dollar extension. So good for him. Yeah. But even better is that the Bucks are bringing along Robin Lopez. Oh. To join him, dueling, brothers. and I, I still like Robin Lopez as a player, but just yeah, but the, does he still look like like Sideshow Bob? Uh, of course, I don't. I mean, like he that. did. He had that series of commercials, this, this uh, playoffs, where he was um, Robzilla, where he was doing like a Godzilla thing, and he was like using toys to take down cities and stuff. I don't remember yeah. that commercial at all. And he's just a goofy, goofy guy, and uh, I want to see what they're going to get up to. This, they this should year. have to room together. I mean, they they want to. I mean, they probably do already. Bunk beds, though. Yeah. They are really close, aren't they? Those yeah. brothers, just like the Morris brothers, Markeith and well, they're a little less, whatever. They're a little more dark, a little less happy. I would say they're more into like getting into bar fights together and stuff like that. Oh wow! Right? Okay, teach their own. Yeah. Anyway, that's one of the uh, okay <laughs> the big outstanding for agents. Marcus Morris is a uh, a name still out there, but um, start from the top. Yeah. Start from the top. Kevin Durant, Kyrie yep. Irving teaming up in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Um, they're each taking a little less than the max, I believe, so they can fit in their their good buddy, DeAndre Jordan, which I didn't know they were such good friends, but I guess that's... Yeah, I really didn't known. know that either, but yeah, it seems like everyone knows that DeAndre and Durant are homies. Yeah. It's a little yeah. try, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Um, the big, the big thing is, of course, that Durant will not play this year. I don't think there's any scenario yeah, that he plays. I don't either. So that's the thing is, like, I, Brooklyn made the playoffs this past season, and I think they'll make it again. The East isn't strong. You have Kyrie Irving. They'll they'll be a playoff team. I, I'm going to guess without Durant, just Kyrie, Jordan, and their other guys, 
I would guess maybe they're going to be around a five, six seed. Would be yeah, I think that's my right. guess because I think I still believe, with or without Kawhi, Toronto's going to be better than them. Nah. Actually, I don't know. Without Kawhi, maybe not. Now that I think about that more, so X that out. But Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee will should all be better still, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they say what's so what was so like great about this is that the Nets still had this young core, even though they did end up uh, trading Russell, D'Angelo Russell, in this Kevin Durant deal because they were not going to they had him. to, yeah. Um, but they still had Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. And, and those guys, are before, and, and I know LeVert came back, but before LeVert got hurt, he was showing a lot of promise last season. Yeah, so I don't know how this is going to affect their progress, but hopefully they, they're guys yeah, that can just I, fit right I in. I was going to say, I think the biggest thing is going to be uh, – this with this season at least is Kyrie Irving, like a lot of people have been saying, is taking that next step and becoming more of a leader, not just you know, because it seemed like he. I guess he was. It came out that he actually had a lot of issues with the younger guys on the Celtics. So now he's going to an even younger team. So you just hope that for his sake and the team's sake that uh that won't end up being an issue. Like I worry for them is just maybe the season not getting off to the start they want, and by January he's getting frustrated or something. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, he knows at the end of the day, you know, next year he's gonna got it. He's gonna have his boy back. Yeah, so this will be one of those years where I think they just kind of just a, a, test a the waters, build the chemistry. Is yeah, you get the, this is gonna be. the water to hit the knees this year, and then you'll dive into the waves. I think the next season. Yeah, uh, but of course, the big question mark is Durant. We don't know what he's gonna be like when he comes That's back. True. Two years yeah. old. Also, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he'll also be a, a year older too. He doesn't stop aging just because he's not playing. The Knicks didn't think he'd be worth it. So. Uh, apparently, and who knows what. Yeah, the and, truth and of those were uh, everyone was giving them shit, and then some people turn around like maybe they're right. Um, if you're gonna make that kind of investment, do you really want to not be able to see anything from it? Like it's, I could, I could see that perspective. Um, we won't know if that's the right decision for quite a while though. So yeah, and I mean, who knows if they, if they had offered, this was probably what was gonna happen anyways. There were signs yeah. of this that they wanted to team up. Um, I just think people were pissed that that news got out. How true it is, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the source was yeah. of it, but I think. Knicks fans, I don't think we're happy with it. But Knicks fans are never happy. They always expect no. too much, and it's just uh, you know go along for the ride, see what they can build here with uh, yeah, R.J. Barrett and exactly. Kevin Knox, and see what happens. Um, but yeah, another Eastern contender that's uh, staying alive in the picture, Boston. Um, this deal was reported like two days before the period actually started, but uh, Kemba Walker is going to go there to replace Kyrie Irving, and um, also as part of the Kemba deal. Uh, Terry Rozier is going to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston also lost um, Al Horford. But I saw who they gained today. Ennis Cantor. Yeah. So they got him to a, a, Sean's a short, one of Sean's favorite players. Short deal. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a good story um, about how he came to that decision. And I mean, there's a lot of moves that happened today. But mm-hmm. basically, he said Portland offered him a deal. But then they told him, you got to accept within the next five minutes. And he's like, "Well, I gotta call. Him. I gotta Five, talk to my family. Four, but he, three. <laughs> but you know, he's had his family's in Turkey, and he's not allowed to go to Turkey or even talk to them. So he's Some like, I have carrier to, pigeon. He had to go through an intermediary, and he's just like, I'm not gonna be able to discuss this with my family. So goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. And the reason they they did that is because Portland had yeah, the they already, Hassan Whiteside yeah, deal. They already knew who they wanted, so they basically they, they basically what do you call it? Like they say it's like the Chinese way when you like fire someone is you basically just start giving them. You basically kind of force them out without really firing them in a way. Like, 
I've heard this before. I don't well, know wanted, where I'm going with this. They wanted an answer, but I'm saying like like with people, like if you work in a restaurant and they kind of their way of kind of firing you is they'll start giving you shitty shifts and basically yeah. force you to leave without so actually firing you. I mean, honestly, they did for they tried for a while, but that guy can't be stopped. <laughs> I don't want to cut off uh, Andy's on a roll, but I have new one that you might not have on there. Isaiah Thomas agreed to a year deal with the Wizards. Huge. Oh wow, he's he's dead. <laughs> he's wow. He it's just so crazy to think that. This was a guy that was dominating yeah. four years ago for the Celtics, three years ago three, even. Yeah, and I will never forget he had that quote that said, "When it's my free agent time, you better bring the Brinks trucks because that's what you're going to need to pay me." And now here we are, fast forwarding after some injuries. He was on the bench for the Nuggets, and now he's signing a one-year deal for a Wizards team and that I didn't. I need to clarify that's the Quebec Wizards. It's a, oh, well, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> not even a NBA, but yeah, so he'll be there with. Bradley Beal and then the ghost of John Wall. So, yeah, that that team is uh, in one of the worst positions in the. NBA I don't right even now. know what John Wall like if he'll ever come back. I've, no, I I said that fat. he was not I, good anyway. I said the he moment got he got hurt, and I don't yeah, care was, what anyone says. I mean, he, they said he got he did was what well, he did an Achilles too, right? Or was it an ACL? Well, he had wasn't he dancing in his kitchen? He, had he an fell ACL down the stairs. I thought or something and towards his Achilles. So it's like. But my whole thing is he's an open party machine and i think he had to have been hammered i've come home a few times his, thank his god i went upstairs his extension kicks in this year it's mm. not like so they still have four years on the books for him he's uh one of the highest paid players in the nba jesus it's 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 a tragedy i guess for the wizards it's not their fault money just can sometimes kill you if it's in the wrong hands i, I think it's just kind of a fluke yeah but they're just in a poor position so. yeah well they're getting even poorer although isaiah thomas did just literally have a quote i guess a few days ago that said like watch i'm gonna come back and surprise people but I, the opportunity but yeah he he definitely will because they actually got rid of their backup point guard too he went to the bulls that santa skateranski who's actually not a bad little player yeah, he's one of those underrated guys. guys he plays hard guys like that are good to have on your team just but like alex caruso kemba to the celtics uh, is going to be interesting so i was gonna say i actually like that for the celtics because i actually think the celtics will be happier i think kyrie irving was starting to become a cancer in the locker room so I think the Celtics are going to benefit from this a lot more. I think Kemba Walker is going to be more of a happier player with them, and they're going to have more fun, I think, this year. And that's why I truthfully think they'll actually have a solid season because Kemba Walker's still a great player, and then you still have Jalen Brown's getting better, Jason Tatum, uh, Gordon Hayward now we'll see a year after, a full year after the injury. So I'd like be interested to see what uh, Gordon Hayward can, can do. Do you think we'll see any locker room drama? Let me uh, explain. Okay. You all remember the uh, Gordon Hayward National Championship game against Duke. Mm. Brad Stevens was the coach. Mm. They didn't win. But do you remember that Butler, without Gordon Hayward, returned to the national title game a year later? Oh, and they lost to UConn? Who did they lose, too? The UConn? Led by? Kemba Walker. Yes. And Shabazz Napier. That was a different team? Shabazz was still on that team, though. Oh, he's a freshman or something. Yeah. And then he won it again by himself against Kentucky, yeah. I think. I'm surprised. UConn was almost like the San Francisco Giants in that time. Just like yeah. a whatever team, and they got into the tournament, and they would just win. It's kind of crazy. Butler, the fact Butler made it to back-to-back also. Yeah, and that's how Brad that, Stevens you know, got that job. They were like, who is this scientist? A lot of people said, like, I still even hear it sometimes, that a lot of them think that Brad Stevens is actually almost like a young Popovich with the kind of mind he has, yeah. with how intelligent he is of the game. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I personally think the Celtics aren't going to, I mean, I know they'll downgrade the Celtics because they lost Irving and Hortford, but I honestly think the Celtics will be just fine this year if they stay healthy. 
But also the other thing that's exciting is I saw a little funny thing that said, as, as a joke, obviously, but now said that Kemba Walker will now be playing in his first nationally televised game because, you know, the Charlotte was never on, yeah. hardly on TV. So now he'll get to be on ESPN a lot more, ABC, so... I know they did make the playoffs like TNT. one time with him, like as like a six seed or something. Yeah, no, it was a, it was like, a joke thing, but I, I realized that well, Andy. But Maybe. no, that it, it is it's gonna be a change for him, and um, I mean that's you look on the other end of that. The Bobcats might. Oh my god! I almost said it too. The I Hornets, really did. The also, Hornets might be in the worst position. Um, the guys they're they're paying like a bunch of money to, like Biombo and Tyler Zeller and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. It's just it's Marvin Williams. Like they're paying all these guys like thirteen million plus, and it's just they they have no money, and that's why they just they couldn't. If they brought back Kemba to be another nine seed in the East, and be like close to a luxury tax team, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. So uh, they, they let Kemba Walker go, and they also let his uh, college teammate um, Lamb. He uh, left for the Pacers. Yeah, Pacers. They made some moves yesterday too. Yeah. Do you want to talk about their moves? I mean, since we're already there. Segue. Um. We talked about the Bucks and their big uh, retention of Brook Lopez, but they did lose a key player, Malcolm Brogdon, who yeah. who was a restricted free agent, but he signed a big deal with the Pacers. So yeah. This is a guy who was a rookie two years ago. He's going to get $20 million per year from the Pacers, and um, basically ended up being a trade because otherwise the Bucks could have matched it as being a restricted deal. Uh, so the, the Pacers, Pacers are going to send a couple the, picks. The Pacers will be an interesting team because – they were surprisingly good this year, and then Oladipo got hurt, and then that kind of hurt them. But they did. Collison did retire, but then Oladipo's going to come back. You're going to have Brogdon now, who's a young guy that just keeps getting better. Jeremy Lamb, we'll see what he can do on a younger team. And then they did lose Bogdanovich, that we'll get yeah. to, but they still have uh, Miles Turner down low. Sabonis, they've Sabonis, got, got a lot. I like that. I know you probably like him too. UCLA guy, TJ Leaf. Yeah, he comes good. off the bench and he you can. TJ Warren, they acquired they, him draft day. They still have Doug McDermott. I think so. And Tyreek so Evans. They got uh, some shooters. Tyreek Evans, welcome back in the NBA. I don't so. think so. He got banned for a year, didn't he? At yeah. least, maybe forever. I don't it's know, probably going to be forever. I don't, I don't see get, who's. You just get it's, from that. I think it, you're, you said it perfectly. This was off air, I think, but might have even been on air. I don't remember. But about O.J. Mayo, I had completely forgotten about that guy, but it was the same situation. Just kept getting busted for PEDs, and then next thing you know, a year or two goes by, and you just never see him again. Buried somewhere out in the desert. And then uh, there was a, a mega deal like a, involving like 11 teams. Jeez. Um, Jimmy Butler on oh, his way yeah. to Miami. Um, a lot of weird things happened. They are happened not going to be good still, in my opinion. No, they're not. But So they ended up um, – they sent Josh Rich- Richardson back to – Philly, he's a, a good two-way player, six-six point guard, um, you know, versatile. That'll help that team. Um, and there's more that that they ended up doing, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Also, in the deal, um, that's Whiteside is going to Portland. Yeah, that's what I actually wanted to talk about really quick. So Whiteside posted a video today of him ecstatic in a car, saying, "We got shooters, we got shooters." So I think Whiteside that was his way of basically slapping the heat in the face basically saying how like those teams that he was on with him just were not good offensive teams which they weren't yeah. or at least recently and he's excited to now go to a team that has good shooters and that'll be able to like score more and i think you know more offense obviously can mean better things for him too so he seems very happy to be on a different style team a team that's got some good offense as opposed to a team that was more of like kind of old school basketball still like less points being scored yeah. and not going at a very fast pace. 
I, I like the move for Portland because they, they seem to not know what they wanted to do with their big guys. They had uh, Nurkic, who is hurt and I believe will still be hurt going into next season. I don't know when he's due back. Uh, Cantor was a free agent who's now gone. Myers Leonard is also included in this deal. And then Zach Collins. So now they're just left with Collins and Whiteside, and I think that's yeah, that's the good little rotation there. Yeah. Um, Collins, yeah, he showed a lot of promise at the towards the end of the season in the playoffs. Yeah. So he's still super that, young. So that Portland team, because like we've been, I mean, looking at the bigger things. I mean, that's the West. The last few years, we all know, has been strictly Golden State. But there's going to be, in my opinion, four or five teams this year, especially once more pieces fall in, into play, that really have a chance to represent the West this year. This upcoming season. Yeah. Well, P- Portland is interesting. They have a lot of turnover because they also, in that deal, Mo Harkless um, is gone, and he is going to the Clippers somehow. He's the Clippers made a, I think, a good deal. They're getting a first from Miami and Harkless for nothing, just to oh. you know take on the salary to get all this stuff to match. Um, but Portland did uh, lose Aminu. He's gone too. Um, they traded Evan Turner for Bazemore, which I think is a oh, good I move. like that actually. And then they I forgot about were able that. to resign Rodney Hood on a really cheap deal. Yeah, no, that so. that team's here's the thing about Portland, and even Matt Barnes was talking about it on the jump yesterday that we were watching. Is injuries happen. They're inevitable, they happen. And the things that hurt some teams, and we saw it hurt the Warriors this year, is the lack of depth. The one thing Portland has is some pretty good depth. When you have Rodney Hood, you have Kent Bazemore, then there's McCollum and Lillard, obviously, and then you've got the bigs like now Whiteside. Whenever Nurkic comes back, Collins. Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. Pay attention. Okay. He's the uh, kid straight out of high school last year who put up like 40 in the last game of the year. Okay. So he was super young. He's a, a guard, so he's playing behind two great guards and get a lot of time. But True. he's still only like 20. And, you know, he could take a leap. You don't know. He could be like a T-Mac. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that people are nobody should expect someone to come in the league in, at 19 unless they're a prodigy and just dominate. I mean, we're going to we have a prodigy coming into the league, we think this season. So yeah, we'll see how he does. Him. This guy is his high school, same high school class as I and a smaller guy, we'll say. So it's probably yeah. a different adjustment, but uh, he could be something. They also oh, got yeah. uh, Nasir Litter, Little wow. from North Carolina. OK, people like that. So is that who they drafted this year? Yeah. So I'll tell you that Portland team. Yeah. They're one of those teams that a Vegas is going to give you like 20 to one with them or something. It might be worth like flirting with. Yeah. I think I'm just still saying that right now. Out, but. Oh, absolutely. But still like, that's the thing though, is that if you think it'll, you get at that. Cause if it starts shaking out, it'll go a lot lower than that. But, um, uh, speaking, I mean, what else we got there, Andy? Um, Cause speaking of the Pelicans, I know they made a move. Well, I want to stick with the, the biggest first, right. like I said, in that deal, Jimmy Butler going to the heat, like you said, I don't, I don't think it's going to really help them. They they lost a bit of yeah. depth here. No, I don't um, think it'll help at all. And Jimmy Butler's going to try to he's going to try to take twenty five shots a night, and yeah, it's it it's like, not going to be. It seems almost like he was selfish in that move. Like he doesn't give a shit. He wants to, to just go to Miami, go to Miami where he can party in South Beach, mm-hmm. not pay taxes, and play for a maybe an eight seed team. And that's how I feel about that. <laughs> because I mean, just said over the next four years. Miami has two first round picks that they I was own gonna, and two that they that go to the Clippers. So. And that's a that's a young team also, right? Miami, pretty young, fairly young. Yeah, they don't. So my thing is, I just lot. think he's going to go there and try to like tell people what to do. I mean, he doesn't get along with young players. I mean, look what happened with him and like Andrew Wiggins and well, stuff. What are and, him and Deion Waiters going to do together? That seems like a disaster. Well, the only I think even the better player is Winslow. Yeah, but I'm just saying that Deion Waiters is oh. kind of a mess of a guy. Yeah, 
little scary to have him down there. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah. But uh, the the bigger part of that is that Philly was going to Jimmy Butler did not want to resign with Philly, and Philly was able to get something out of it. Oh, they got a decent Josh amount out of it. But they also got some cap room, and they were able to get Al Horford. So and resign Harris, and that allowed there. them to then also resign Tobias Harris. And, and they, you called it before because there was rumors about them getting Horford, and you said this before they got him. Look at that lineup. The size of that lineup. Yeah. What did you say the average height the, is? The average height of their starting lineup is over six foot nine. <laughs> Damn. That is insane. That's insane. And they, it helps that their point guard six ten, right? Six nine, whatever Simmons yeah, is. Yeah. So Simmons is six ten, and Richardson is six six. Jesus. And then you just got. And then Embiid's what seven? Forwards, yeah. And then they lost Redick. Yeah. So they lost a little depth. They did uh, bring back Mike Scott. They did or didn't? They did bring him back. They still have T.J. McConnell. He is still free agent, oh. but they could probably bring him back a minimum if they want. I would like that guy to come. Um, anyway, that guy is a fun player to watch. He just plays yeah, to his height. You know, they're he's gonna, they're going to have to find some, you know, spots. It's it's like the Lakers; they're going to have to find those minimum guys. To see what yeah, happens there. But yeah, Tobias Harris probably a bit of an overpay, but they were able to retain him. They paid to get him. Well, so. I think the biggest overpay I think was in Milwaukee. I think well, we're almost there. <laughs> Um, but they're, I think they're the favorite right now. They're the favorite based on what we know now. They are the favorite yeah. to me. Uh, I would agree. Yeah, I said the same thing, I think. Yeah, I I think Simmons I is only going to get better. I, oh, I and, and Embiid. They showed actually a video that I saw today. Maybe Sean saw it of Embiid and Steph Curry. They're in China right now. They're playing in some like fun league game, but they were playing like basically in street clothes, and Embiid was just not missing threes, and neither was Curry. And then Mobamba, I think, even hit a couple. It was, you know. I didn't see that one. I saw uh, Wade guarding some Chinese ball player who was just a dribbler, and he was doing all sorts of street ball moves. He did the little shoulder roll with the ball, and then he did the fake out. I love doing this in pickup games where you put the ball between your legs and then lift your arms up like you're going to shoot. Wade didn't go for that at all. And then the guy pulls it back up, and Wade just smacks it out of his hands and then starts talking shit to him. That's pretty funny. That's the one, That's all I saw. All righty. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite thing always in pickup games was uh, when I'd have the ball and I would fake pass it to someone like in the corner and then the guy covering me would try to run to that corner too and then I would still have the ball and I'd be wide open for a three. Well, fake out. I did that a couple times and I would it executed it and it's such a good feeling because it's kind of like, haha. And then you nail it. And then you stare him down. Yeah. My favorite, um, while we're here, my favorite <laughs> street ball moment for myself was we were at the park and a buddy of mine drove in and got fouled but he didn't call it and he made the layup and this old guy was like oh i fouled you i fouled you i called foul and we're thinking to ourselves like what is that like how it works and he's like no no I, I called foul take it up top so we did and i took it up top and i gave my buddy a look kind of like when i get it i'm gonna pass it into you you pass it right back and i'm shooting a three so he gave it to me or i mean i checked the ball in threw it to my buddy he got it threw it right back to me i got it Threw up the three, and as it was in the air, I said, that's fine. We'll take three instead, and I yeah. made it. So, fuck yeah, Andy. Some fireworks went off. Yeah. Andy, I got signed 10 days by the Lakers after that. Hell yeah. Andy one time fell in slow motion playing uh, two-on-two or something. He uh, tripped on a leaf. <laughs> I mean, I was protecting that's the, myself. That's, that's the dangers of the outdoor game. Yeah. Nature gets involved. It must have taken Andy a New York minute to fall. And I don't know if that's longer or shorter, but it took a while. No, dude, that's honestly how it felt when I 
broke my leg. It was. It seems like. It seems like when a tragedy like that is happening, it's like all these thoughts are going through your head. <laughs> tragedy. Andy just. <laughs> this was slow motion to the outside world. This was not my recollection of the experience, but from an outside observer. It reminds me of that uh, commercial years back where uh, it says how Ken Griffey Jr. sees a 98 mile an hour fastball. And he's throwing it, and he's just got all this time to think because he yeah. sees it so slow, and he's like, where did I put my keys? Did I yeah. lock them in my car? Where's, where's and then my he, Lincoln? He looks over in the dugout, and he sees Sammy Sosa trying about to drink his Pepsi, and he's like, is that Sosa trying to drink my Pepsi? And he fouls it on purpose into the dugout and almost hits him, but I remember that, that was a long-go commercial. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Sammy Sosa was still black back then, right? Oh, yeah. He is a disaster. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't know. He's just banned from baseball. It's almost like these people never existed. And he hit like he had to have hit 600 home runs, didn't he? Yeah, I think he got to 600 something. I, I, f- I feel like it was low 600s. But yes, again, though, this doesn't matter. This is what I love about this podcast, though. We're Dang talking just, about NBA free agencies. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're talking about Sammy Sosa just somehow. Well, OK, let's get back to it. Sneaks in. <laughs> yes, please. Andy. D'Angelo Russell, former Laker. Great. Played a couple years in Brooklyn. He's now on the move to Golden State, which is uh, kind of crazy. The Golden State was able to salvage something, get. Russell back for um, Kevin Durant in order to make that deal work, though. They did have to ship Iguodala off, which makes sense to me because he was kind of talking shit. If you uh, saw that story last week where he was saying he played on a broken leg at the Warriors, the Warriors injury injury staff sucks. Oh, it's clear. He was in support of that. He's like, I played on a broken leg. They told me I just had this when it was really a broken leg. So um, it seemed like his time there was uh, over. Hmm. So he got he got sent to Memphis, but it probably just he's going to get bought out. Uh, the rumor is he's going to sign with the Lakers for a minimum. So yeah. there's a free guy who knows if he can really still play. He hit that three, but other than that, he looked a little a uh, little washed up. But, um, but back to D'Angelo Russell, that's what really matters. People don't know if he's actually going to stick around. That it seems like it's an interesting guy to add to that team. Offensive bunch of offensive firepower there, not much defensively. But there's some rumors that. He'll be there for three months, and then they'll find some trade for him. For D'Angelo? Yeah. But they don't really That's what's always so time. interesting to see what happens is all these puzzle pieces pretty much. Yeah. So, like, obviously, Andre Iguodala, I don't believe, is going to play a game for Memphis this year. I think he'll get bought out right away, and then he'll sign for a decent team. I can't. I just can't see him playing for Memphis. I just don't think that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, that's just that. I just don't see him on there. But it is just interesting how it's, it is such puzzle pieces. And, I mean, you see that in baseball all the time, too. Certain trades, and then it's like – then you trade him away right away for something else. And it's, it really is just game of chess a lot of times. Like, if you, you want to get this player, but you know what you really want on that team, and you know this team needs this, it's just all pretty chaotic. You're a what, dream weaver. What I think is funny is that – so as part of this deal, the Warriors have to send a first-round pick with Iguodala to Memphis. So they've done something like this before. I think it was maybe five, six years ago. They had remember Andres Bedrins. Oh that yeah, guy couldn't the, shoot a free throw. All-time best free throw shooter. Um, he was like making like fourteen million or something crazy, and the Warriors ended up sending him along with two first-round picks to Utah mm. to clear space. Or no, I think it was part of a sign and trade. So like Utah signed Iguodala as a free agent, and it, he was immediately traded to Golden State. That was how they were able to acquire him. Mm. Big part of their championship core. Oh, yeah. He and was now, MVP of their first championship. Now, in turn, they've done the same thing. They needed to package a first-round pick just to dump them. And just that's, yeah, that's the cycle. Yeah. Or as Elton John once put it, the circle of life. Oh. Speaking of that, that movie comes out, yeah. I think, this month. This month, yes. Wow. 
That's a different podcast. Though. That is a different podcast. <laughs> Tune into our entertainment pod <laughs> yeah. to hear more. Elsewhere in Golden State, um, Clay Thompson did resign. Oh yeah, he got paid. Max deal was it four or five years? Hundred ninety. Five year, one ninety. <sighs> I think everyone knew this was going to happen. He he's, he's deserving of that. Yeah, he didn't want to leave. Um, they also got Looney back on a very yeah. Cheap I just deal. saw that three six three years sixteen. Yeah. So wow, that's really people cheap. People were thinking he was going to get you know twelve million a year or something. So especially to live where he lives too. That's. Can hardly get by on that. Yeah. You're a regular guy out there in San oh Francisco. God, a lot of them leave, live in the East Bay, so they're not paying those San Francisco rents, but still. Um, I just can't believe. Oh, it's just some of these deals are just getting so out of control where it's like, because you know what's so funny? I mean, just brief note is you see a deal like Thompson's five years, 190 million. I just saw a hockey player who's pretty good get signed today for like seven years, 50 million. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And it's just like, it's just so crazy that it's just the difference of what the NBA brings in compared to NHL. Yeah. When LeBron signed with the heat they said it was a four-year 63 million dollar deal it's so much how crazy That's times the, changed yeah i mean that was like right after the recession and like things were but i also remember them saying up. how it it was get it was like i remember hearing about players getting signed like the year before they knew it was gonna like things were gonna change yeah well i remember yeah it was clay clay and draymond they both signed extensions i want to say it was the year after they they won the first time, well, I remember, and they were so low because then the next the next year after that was when the cap jumped by like thirty million, which allowed them to get Durant. Yeah, and it was just kind of like they should have signed one year deals and signed extensions after that. Cause I, I remember what was funny is seeing something a couple of years ago that said how uh, the one guy I don't know why I can't Skip Bayless how Skip Bayless was his contract at ESPN or whatever was more than what like Damian Lillard was making and like Odell Beckham Jr. and stuff, and it was just kind of funny like. That those great players that before they get those big contracts, like they really aren't making much. A lot of times it's their endorsements that get them by. Well, let's get to some uh, big money here. Yep. Some uh, a lot of guys staying with their teams. Yep. So let's go through them quick. Chris Middleton, five yep. year, one seventy eight. That's insane to me. He's uh okay. He made the All Star team, but mostly because that team needed a second. All-Star. He is good, but man, I don't know if he's worth five years, one seventy eight. He's really got to prove something to me this year for Milwaukee. And what's interesting is, outside of Brogdon, Milwaukee is basically bringing back, I mean, at least the core of their team. Yeah. So it'll be, people are always are still talking about Philly and Boston a little bit, and depending on Kawhi's decision, maybe Toronto, but it's like, Milwaukee, watch out. They have the best record in the NBA, and they're bringing that team back with experience now this time, with a taste of what it could have been like two but, games uh, away. Dallas is uh, gave Chris Stapps Perzingis a... Five-year, $158 million extension without ever having played a game in Dallas. Um, you know, when they traded him, you knew they were going to do that. You oh, know, yeah. He wanted the the max they can give him. And uh, curious to see what he's going to look like. No one really knows at this point. Uh, Nikola Vucevic getting $25 million a year over the next four years. Big payday for him. Had a really good year for the Magic. But Magic are just kind of locked in as, like, mediocre team. So, yeah. I mean, they had to do it. But I want to see what they can get better. Uh, Jamal Murray, five-year, one seventy. Um, he's this is his first big extension. He had some good moments in the playoffs. It's just hard to see like that's so much money. Yeah, that really. Like, is. If, you, if you looked at that like three years ago, <laughs> that's the highest-paid player in the NBA. Three like years in, ago. like in history. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now it almost just seems like they're throwing out money for the hell of it. Yeah. Like it's, it's I, honestly, dude. Good. It's it's truthfully, it's getting scary. Like you just look at how much it's changed in five, six years. I mean, where does it go from here? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's well outpaced inflation. What what was a contract for Kobe? Oh, I mean, I don't remember. I, the last contract Kobe signed was a two year, fifty million dollar, oh. so twenty five per year. 
and everyone knew that was an overpay. That was kind of like yeah. nice for him. But yeah, I want to say he never probably got more than like twenty seven a year. Yeah. It's crazy. And now we got Harrison Barnes. He's getting uh, twenty mil per year with the Kings. I don't get it. I've never been a Harrison Barnes fan. Yeah, he was I only mean, good because he was on Golden State. He was open all the time. He was on those. Well, he still put up twenty points a game with Dallas and with the Kings. It seems like, but he just doesn't seem like doesn't do a whole lot. I think it's maybe because if you really just look at him, he's just a plain looking dude. Yeah, he really is. Like there's like you look at Harrison Barnes, and it's kind of just like. There's Harrison Barnes. It's almost like he's like Delaware or something if he was he's a state. He's not, not necessarily good at anything, but not bad at anything. So. Yeah, hey, he's just Harrison Barnes. He's the most plain Jane person around. Yeah. Maybe in the history of the NBA. We've got a couple options. Marcus Gasol is returning at $26 million. A lot, but of course he was going to take that. He wasn't going to get that yeah. in the market. He's yeah. ancient. Uh, Paul Millsap, the Nuggets actually decided to bring him back at $30 million next year. Jeez. Because I think they were looking at it. They If they let him leave or they didn't pick up the option... They wouldn't have been able to sign anyone else anyways. So just why not bring him back for another year? My team, Patrick Beverly's coming back. He uh, said he left money on the table to come back to the Clippers. Um, I never thought he was going to leave. He seemed to love it too much. That it was, He was like the heart of the team. And as long as they gave him a decent raise, he was coming back. I think they were they didn't, they didn't sign him right away because there was still that like weird hope that they would get Durant and Kawhi or Jimmy Butler and Kawhi and if they did that they would have had to let Beverly go but that the hopes for that ended two hours into the start of free agency so yeah so makes sense to to bring him back uh, Jonas Valanciunas the uh, guy they got back in the Marcus All trade uh, he's returning to Memphis three years 45 million it's a guy who's just never been all that good but he's just he just he seems mean you know just tough yeah I, I wouldn't mind having him on your team he's just, he's just there yeah, he's a physical player. Yeah, he's had his moments. He had his moments in Toronto too. And then a head scratcher to me: Terrence Ross, four year, fifty four million. I don't know what he's ever done. He had a fifty point game against the Clippers a while ago, but who who doesn't do that to the Clippers though, right? I, I don't really know. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of, a lot of those guys returning to their teams. Um, we said JJ Redick. Yeah, going to New Orleans. That's nice as a veteran. Another Duke boy. Where did uh, I already forgot. I don't. No, if we talk about it, maybe I blinked out. Did we talk about Rubio? No, Rubio's still on this list. Okay. Rubio is going to the Suns. Okay, that's right. God so damn he it. He was heavily rumored to go to the Pacers, but in the end, he went to the Suns. I would have liked him on the Pacers with some of those guys they got. The Suns, man, the Suns are interesting because that's one of those teams that you're just like, when? When? They have Devin Booker. They have DeAndre Ayton. They just added Rubio. Didn't Where did Ariza go? Kings? Yeah. So they didn't. And then they have. Who who? Why can't I think of who else they have? I mean, they well, who, all those who did, guys have busted. Josh I know. Jackson. Josh Jackson, that's right. And they have a. Uh, still Dragon Bender. Oh my God! And they have a. Uh, who did they just draft? Wasn't that kind of a question mark? They drafted the guy who might have been a second round prospect. Yeah, that's right. So it was. Maybe they were like all. They went reverse psychology there. They're like all the guys that are supposed to be good that we've drafted aren't. Let's try to find a yeah, winner sense. that go. could go late. The Suns are just one of those interesting teams because you're just almost – it's just like them and the Kings. They've been so young and so bad for what seems like forever. And it's like when are one of those two teams going to make the splash and shock the world and get into the playoffs and eventually get, be good? They, teams like that have to be good at some point, right? I mean, can you be bad forever? And you get you like can. Tim Thomas back and – Yeah, Quentin Richardson. Clippers were bad forever. Yeah, that's true, actually. Not forever, but for – Oh, you're right. That was a long time. Ever. I remember uh, those teams – like with Lorenzen Wright and stuff, rest in peace. Eric Piekowski. 
Well, I think we covered most of the signings except for one team. Okay. And that's Stephen A's favorite, the New York Ooh, Knicks. Yeah, they might as well just put themselves down. So after striking <laughs> out in free agency, no no Kawhi, I, no I KD. wouldn't even say they struck out. I would say they got no hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I mean no they, hitters usually include strikeouts. They don't have to. But no. I don't think they ever even put the bat on the ball. Yeah, there you go. Randy Johnson go was game. out there. Um, but they did end up. I mean, I guess they, they hit a few singles here. Yeah, I would say maybe they walks, reached on base with an error. <laughs> yeah, some sort of baseball metaphor. Yeah. Uh, the, the big one they got, yeah. uh, Julius Randle. Yeah. It's the only one that who's committed for more than one year with some of these signings. Um, he's just a fun young player. I like watching him, so he's nice to have on the team. Um, but on top of that, they got Bobby Portis, Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, and Somebody else. Alfred Payton, I think. They, yeah, they signed a bunch of small deals. Um, they're all two-year deals with options that they can get out of. Um, they're just going to try. I'll tell you what, dude. If I'm after. if I'm R.J. Barrett, you got to try to become a star right away. He's got to go out there this year and not play like a rookie. He's got to go out there and be fierce because he can – He's the only one that might be able to give – if he comes out there and even if they don't make the playoffs or if they do some – yeah, let's just say even if they don't make the playoffs, if he comes out and has – a big season like and shows hope for them at least just give them a glimmer of hope for the future that's all like i think that would be the biggest win i think for them this year if rj barrett can somehow do that but uh we'll see the knicks are gonna be uh bad for a while and it doesn't help that it's the team down the street that took the two guys they wanted yeah it sucks and uh for them yeah but uh, we'll see. There's some of these young teams like New Orleans and stuff are going to be a little fun to watch. I like J.J. Redick. I've always been a J.J. Redick fan ever yeah. since his Duke days. And then we'll see what Zion can do. And then I truthfully think Lonzo and Ingram are going to be significantly better away from the Lakers. I think going to a young team, a lot of these young guys that have potential that were high draft picks that have gone to other teams, D'Angelo Russell, the best example last year have become better. Even when Victor Oladipo left Orlando and went to Indiana and you just start fresh, you get to that. It just something about it just wakes these guys up. So yeah, they'll hit their stride. I guarantee you between Lonzo and Ingram, one of them, at least one of them, if not both of them has a very good season or by far their best seasons of their career. And they're also rumored to get uh Derek favors. So, mm. which is one, of, he's one of the top unsigned players out there. Some of the other yeah. ones are um, Marcus Morris, Danny Green, who uh, it's clear why Danny Green hasn't signed yet, and yeah, that is he's because waiting for the big guy. Kawhi Leonard has not signed. No, he hasn't. He had him. He has a meeting, I think, with the Clippers as we're speaking. Yeah, there's just a lot of information going. No one really knows. Yeah. There's people saying that like he's trying. He wants to see who will leak because that's the team he doesn't want to play for. Yeah, kind of weird ass like Game of Thrones shit. And of Nobody course, knows. of course, he would be like that too. Like yeah. that's just such who he is. He's such a mystery person. He's. Or he's actually not doing any of this, and everyone's just going crazy making up shit. Well, that's the other thing, because truthfully, from what I've always heard, the only real guy from his people is his uncle, right? Like, that I've been told, like, his uncle is kind of, like, the one guy that is his, like, person, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? We'll see. I mean, I think we can safely say it's narrowed to three. Toronto or yeah, one of the, the L.A. The teams. Knicks are out. They got to be out. No, it's gonna. Um, I believe it's going to be either Toronto, the Clippers, or the Lakers. But I think you've, I've seen a lot of stories. I, I'm we'll look on the internet. I think Lakers fans are f kind of freaking out. They hate the Clippers. They hate the idea that the uh, Clippers might get a big free agent. They've been like talking about conspiracies about how uh, Adrian Wojnarowski is getting paid off by Steve Ballmer to give them good news and all this stuff. But I, I mean, this has been their plan like 
for a while was to try to convince Kawhi to come here, and it's like they've made good moves. There's it doesn't there's no mystery why he would consider them. If you look at the team they have around that he would sign into, it doesn't have LeBron James or Anthony Davis, but it has a ton of interesting guys, guys that are fun to play with, guys. They have a lot more depth than the Lakers, that's for sure. For yeah. now. So I'm not saying that's that is the best basketball decision, but it's not like so obvious that the Lakers are the best choice. Although yeah. I do think that if he does go to the Lakers, the Lakers will be the favorite. If he goes back to Toronto, they'll probably be the favorite just because they're defending, but I don't know if I'd expect them to repeat, especially with No if believe- Danny Green comes back, we don't know. He'll probably Danny Green will most likely resign if Kawhi resigns. Oh, for sure. But I don't know. It's it's kind of weird that he hasn't. Yeah, he's waiting for his buddy. I don't know if they're buddies. They play. I imagine they are because they've they've played their whole careers together, haven't they? I think Danny Green played like on a different team before the Spurs, but like not much. I think he played for the Cavs. Okay, that actually kind of does make sense. They played the last. Well, let's just basically say Kawhi because he come in before Kawhi. He has around. Yeah. Okay, so let's just say he's Kawhi's whole career. It's like he's always known Danny Green. Yeah, but maybe they've never talked. I couldn't believe me. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually can too. Um, but we'll that's see it. soon that's enough. Up, it's holding up everything. Um, whoever is left out is going to feel like shit. They said that the Lakers could have gone out and got some of these. That's what pieces. I was saying to Sean, and that's what they talked about yesterday too. Was that that is what sucks because you hold out for the big prize. If you don't get it, one of those two, two of those three teams are kind of fucked in a way because you did miss out on going after these good little pieces. You know, like Middleton's or Bogdanovich's or yeah, could have got Beverly, or Rubio's, Rubio. Beverly. I mean, it's a game of musical chairs, and one chair has pee on it out of two left. Maybe some ass sweat. I don't know. Just sit on the ass sweat. What if you don't get the the good chair? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't wow. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Keep. Oh wow. I don't even... Yeah, there's time running out. What if? What if he does go to the, what if he's like, you know what, I'm staying, I'm a Canadian now. Then the Lakers are well shit. How are we gonna go? They'll have to do something. I mean, at least for the Lakers sake, they already have Anthony Davis. Oh, so at least they yeah, at least yeah. they didn't get a it won't be a complete loss, but I, I would have liked them to try to go after even a Middleton or a Redick. Redick even, yeah. Bogdanovich, you know, Rubio maybe even. But I mean just anyone like that. But, but I mean, yeah, I'd hold on trade for candidates. That. Yeah. Like white side, someone like that who yeah. who's a little overpaid that a team doesn't want anymore, and you can trade for, yeah, and bring into the cap space you have, and that might be still be an option. I don't know what kind of guys like those are like. I think, what I, I think what I was saying is just hold on for that clean seat. Yeah, don't sit down too soon. Yeah, but what he is doing is he's fucking over the team he doesn't sign with, which is might be a good strategy. Like I said, if his whole plan was to go to back to Toronto. He just fucked the Lakers over and kind of made them not as good of contenders. But I yeah, when do you guys think he will have an answer? Like I was at the gym, uh, you know, yesterday, like a couple hours before the official uh, opening trades deadline, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I got a thing from ESPN. Uh, Durant will, you know, give his answer on the. Uh, the boardroom, which is his network or whatever the hell it is, in a couple of hours, and then like ten minutes later, Durant signs yeah, uh, it got with the Nets. And, so yeah, that's how it always works. People know, and they're really not even supposed to discuss with the teams before that three o'clock. Yet somehow all these deals were in place. So who was actually yeah. negotiating terms? 
it's kind of a farce. It's stupid, but but Kawhi's like the only guy holding to it. Like he didn't take any meetings before, so I think his meetings are going to be wrapped up tomorrow. So if he's going to, I think the NBA desperately wants him to make it make a decision tomorrow so they can yeah. get on with it. Get some jerseys um, printed. Get it up. on before the before, before the holiday starts. Mm-hmm. But he can do whatever he wants. He's probably underground in a gym just shooting hoops right now. No I mean, cell reception. None of these teams are going to be like, give us a decision. They're not going to do what they did to Enos Cantor. Give us a decision now or else. Yeah, they're all sending just, you back to Hungary. I mean, it's it's worth it to wait. Yeah. That this is he's making a break in championship contenders here. So I, I know a lot well, of that's what's so crazy about it is like literally any of those three teams he goes to automatically makes them a championship contender also. Yeah. One thing that's been going around is that if he signs with the Lakers, they're going to be like the overwhelming favorite. Whereas yeah. if he signs with the other two teams, there's going to be like 10 or 12 teams that people will consider. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, but even I've thought about it a few times. Just thought like I can't even fathom the thought of watching a Laker game and I'm insane. seeing LeBron Davis and Kawhi on the court. And almost to the point where obviously I'd be excited. It'd be fun to watch as a fan. But then it's almost like. That's just, it's almost like it's not fair. <laughs> well, it's not, nothing we've ever seen before because, like, the last the last big three of Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, like, those are guys who are good but not. And same, honestly, with, like, Clay Thompson when you add him in there with the mix of Durant and Curry. Yeah. Like, we've he's good, but this. it's because he's a great shooter. It's like, this is literally three dominating, dominating three guys. Six, three of the top six. It's like if yeah. we had, when we had Shaq and Kobe, but then also add, like, Durant, or not Durant, uh, Garnett into that or something. Yeah. One yeah. of the other top guys yeah. in that era. Oh, yeah, I'd understand people being pissed. Oh yeah, but who fuck them? <laughs> That'd be so cool. Yeah, no, it would be exciting. But I still think even if they don't get Kawhi, I still think there's still a oh hell yeah decent chance for them. But we'll see. But like I said, the other teams I really do like, even if they get Kawhi, I mean, because sometimes you know you worry like, will they not have depth if one of those guys does get hurt? If anything like this, I mean, you don't hope for any of that stuff. But the other teams that would get the thing is if they do get Kawhi, it really do, will give great value to teams like Utah. Even Golden State a little bit because of what what's going to happen with Clay Thompson, but like in Portland, great value and it's like, why not throw a little bit of money on one of those teams and you just see what happens because if an injury were to happen or just maybe the three of them don't play as well together. I mean, you have Portland that's going to be a team that was in the semifinals this last year. They have depth now. They got more depth. They're going to be a fun team to watch. So. Uh, we will definitely see what they can do. But is that uh is that it for basketball? I think we're done with our basketball. Yeah, well that talk. is a lot of basketball. It did go a little long. Let's uh what do you guys say we move into some uh women's soccer really quick? Yeah, we got the United States versus England tomorrow, semifinal game, and then I believe Wednesday, I assume, is Sweden and the Netherlands, and then I imagine the championship is Saturday or Sunday. I'm kind of guessing all that, but I think I'm right. Sounds about right. But uh USA England I've watched some England games, so I actually kind of know a little bit. They do have a good team. Uh, the last time they played USA was back in March, and they actually had a 2-2 draw. So this is a team that can compete with the United States. So it's not a team that they're taking lightly. They actually have England as the second favorite to win this tournament behind the United States. So basically they think whoever wins this game is going to win the championship. But, uh, I mean, USA, we'll see. I mean, they won last game 2-0. They actually it was kind of impressive against France to shut them out. Uh, that Megan Rapino girl has two goals. She's been all over, like Bleacher Report and Barstool and ESPN and stuff. She's been the face of the women's team this year. I think people have kind of, like ever since the games that have mattered now, because after that 13-0 circus they won, 
now that they've actually had competing games. Rapino, I think, has actually scored their last four goals, if I'm not mistaken. She scored the so. two against England. I mean, against England, against France. And then she scored the two penalties against Spain. So uh, their games are getting a lot less lopsided, and England's going to be another one that gives them trouble, I think, tomorrow. So definitely going to be a good game. Don't expect USA to manhandle them. I think this could be a game that possibly goes in extra time. Could see it being like 1-1 and this being one of the first games that maybe USA has to go to a shootout or or uh, maybe extra time at least. So. they got to be favored when you get into that, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you would imagine so, especially because I've actually... She's already made two penalty kicks in the... My only thing is I truthfully don't know how good the, their goalie is, the women's, because Hope Solo's gone, and this girl I don't know much about, and it's not like she's had to deal with too much in the tournament. So we'll see. I imagine she's good. She's starting for the best women's team in the world, so she can't be too bad. But uh, yeah, what else do we uh, got cooking? Let's move on into some all-star teams, particularly for MLB. Well, that's the only all-star teams to talk about. Um, so that's what we will talk about. So that's next Next week, Tuesday, right? Is the yeah the All Star Game, the All Star festivities start yep. next week. A week from today is the Home Run Derby. Yeah, we got Home Run Derbies, and I think they've fun. only announced five participants so far. I think or we got the six. But okay, I'm not sure. So I know of uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and it makes him the youngest player to be in the All Star. I mean, to be in the Home Run Derby, beat Ken Griffey Jr. out by about a hundred days or something like that, or 116 days. He's 20 years old, and. Uh, then I know uh, Carlos Santana's in it, Christian Yelich, who's your home run leader, Pete Alonzo, who's up there, and then I believe Josh Bell. So who am I missing then? Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. And then also they said an invite's been extended to Javier ba- Baez. He's not yet ac- accepted. Oh. I imagine an invite was extended to Cody Bellinger. I also just found out Joey Gallo's an all-star, too. I imagine there's had to have been an invite for him. Yeah. He's a power. Mike Trout said he gets invited every year and doesn't <laughs> fuck off. So that's but honestly in a nice way. That's honestly it's the same thing with Mike Trout in the home run derby. It's the same thing with LeBron James in the dunk contest. Yeah. They always wanted LeBron to do a dunk contest and he never did it. They've always wanted Mike Trout to do a home run derby and he'll probably never do it. I mean, did Pulos ever do a home run derby? He had to. Have. Oh, he had to. Have I feel like he must. He probably won one. Yeah. But uh, anyway, All Star Game starters are out. I don't have it memorized. Yeah, everyone's out. Everyone is out. And for our local Angel fans here in the area, Tommy LaStella. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to see the odds if that was ever a bet, which I know it wasn't, but if it was, of LaStella to make the all-star team. Because, I mean, they thought, I think, he was going to be just a utility guy for the Angels. Like, oh, he'll play two, three times a week. But he is just emerged, and I could not be happier for a guy like him. And then also... He's already hit more home runs this year than than his his career. Yeah. And also one of my favorite people who I've had the pleasure of meeting at a Newport bar... One of the nicest guys even gave me a hug. Hunter Pence. Not only making the All-Star team, Andy, but starting yeah. for the American Redemption League. For the, uh, the former National Leaguer is going to be starting at DH. DH, yeah, that's his way of basically saying, fuck the National League. How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, so there's some uh, you know good stories, guys making the team, but there's also, of course, snubs. Really quickly, though, since we talked about the DH really quick, the National League, though, it is exciting with uh, when pitchers bat because, for example, today I was watching the Pirates and the Cubs game before I came over here. It was 7-3 to three in the bottom of the fourth or top of the fourth, and they had, the starter was already out because the Pirates were beating them 7-3. to three. 
And their reliever who they just had to come in, uh, Brandon Back or something, Bach, Bratch, whatever, he came up, pitched most of his career in the American League. He's in the National League now. He's a middle relief pitcher. And Madden, with two outs, runners on first and second, had him bat because he only has three guys on his bench and he wanted to like, and one of them being the backup catcher, he didn't want to risk anything this early in the game. So we had him bat, and even the announcers were like, well, this is just what's the unfortunate about the National League. You have to kind of, you're giving him an out pretty much. He was 0 for 3 in his career, and he's had he's been around for a few years. And uh, they're like, well, you just got to hope for a miracle. And then the one guy's like, you basically can only hope for a walk. Two pitches later, RBI single up the middle. And it's like that is kind of what's exciting with when the pitchers do get involved because nothing. Uh, one of the more exciting plays in baseball is like an, a pitcher getting an extra base hit. You just never see it too often. Well, especially if it's like a really actually solidly hit. Sometimes it's just like oh, yeah. over the third baseman. Yeah. Somehow, but someone hits one in the gap. Oh, yeah. It's fun seeing those guys connect. But anyway, back to you. Yeah, I was saying uh, with, with the All-Star team, it's exciting to see guys make it. They've never made it before. Uh, but then there's also inevitably uh, the snubs um, this year. I think one of the, the biggest one is Xander Bogarts, who despite the Red Sox not having a great season, he's actually been really good for them, just a really good defensive player. Um, hitting well, and um, I don't know. I think because Mookie Betts, his, they came up at the same time, and Bogarts was actually a better prospect, but Betts has been the better player. Of the form, yeah, Betts is just more MVP. popular because is Bogarts having a better year than Betts? He yes. probably is. Well, he's yeah, shortstop. They said he's in like wins against replace, above replacement. He's like one ahead of every other shortstop in the American League. That is kind of crazy that he didn't get in. Lindor got in as a, like the last shortstop. And he missed a big chunk of the season, even though he's one of my favorite players out there. Um, so that's a, that's a big one. But, um, you know, players get hurt. People miss the game. So there's all these opportunities for the uh, the snubs to get back in there. Um, Max Muncie from my team. Uh, I think what hurt him is that he's listed as a first baseman. So in the voting, he was going up against Pete Alonso and Josh oh, yeah. Bell and Freddie Freeman and, you know, but he actually has That's played. That's a stacked cast right there, though. He has played much of the season in other positions, third, second, yeah. um, just all over the infield. But when, really, when you look at it, though, you can't put him ahead of those three guys. Well, he should be ahead of the second baseman because that's where he's oh, played, he's well, played yeah. most of the, his time at second base. Um, but because he was a first baseman, according to the All Star voting, he just kind of got lost. Um, I hope he gets added. He's actually been playing really well as of late. Not a slow start, but. And he, he was snubbed last year, even though he didn't start yeah. the year last year, but he had like 20-something home runs by the All-Star break. So it's a good story for him to make it because he's had a, a interesting A guy journey. like that, can't, is he allowed to still do the home run derby if he were invited? Yes. Because at least he maybe did, try to get yourself in there. Year. Okay, you're right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Surprised um, he isn't wanting to do it again, or maybe he wasn't maybe, asked. I don't yeah, know. he wasn't asked. I don't know. Um, so I'd like to see him just for selfish reasons. It's also interesting the Dodgers have the best record and only have one uh, position player in the team. <laughs> Um, that is interesting. It's the way their team. But is honestly, I honestly think players. like I've looked at it. I think the National League is going to beat them this year. If I yeah, do it's, end up it's quite low putting time. some some money on that game, I think I'll definitely be taking the National League this year. Yeah. The Dodgers do have three starters on there. Yeah, um, one of them I imagine starts right. I mean, I can't they, see Ryu they, not starting. He already announced because Dave Roberts got the pick. Oh, okay. Um, so he's picking his guy. Um, that means Max Scherzer gets to come in second or yeah. whatever you want. Um, that's there's always got to be a little bit of pressure. 
being a manager in that all-star game because it's one of those things that baseball's with that one rare sport where it's like you don't want to overthrow someone because the last thing you want to yeah. do is watch someone's player get yeah hurt out there so kershaw got named to the team i don't know how the schedule shakes up because that's the thing with pitchers is that like, yeah they get scratched the all the guy. time yeah um i'd see very little chance he even throws a pitch in that all-star game but i think yeah. they want him there just because he's clayton kershaw and he's yeah, sure. One of the bigger names. He still hasn't done that bad, hasn't he? Like seven yeah. and two or yeah, whatever. He's, he's deserving. He might not be. There might be a couple guys that should have been ahead to him, but it, yeah. it's not like some ridiculous thing. So. All right. Well, and sure. then I, one one story that's kind of interesting with the All Star game is that uh, neither Machado or Harper did make the team. Ooh, and I'll tell you what, Machado's on fire right now. So Machado has a case. Harper less so, but I didn't know that actually. That's funny. Um, yeah, it just kind of yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like they were the two big guys. Like oh, these guys are great, and they, neither of them make the All Star team. In the and I'll tell you year. what though, Machado, he was just recently on like a sixteen game hit streak. He's been hitting home runs like it's going out of style. But that's a bummer. What I would have liked to see, if he would have never got hurt, to see what he would have done, was uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Just back to those Padres. He's batting 335 right now, but he's only played for like a couple months this year. So it's not real, but he is already fun to watch. He has been as advertised if he would have stayed healthy. And who knows? He still has a whole three, four months left. So three months left. So we'll see. But uh, is that it for the baseball? Yeah. No, I think next week we'll return to our um, MLB midseason. Review. Yeah. We've got a, especially since it'll be the all-star, today, so. all-star break next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to get a little TV in here yeah, and we'll have the... We'll, we'll we talk do about, have the capabilities to uh, yeah, talk we, to Apple TV. Now I actually completely TV. forgot that was behind me because yeah. uh, we do have a new addition in the studio, a little television, but maybe we'll have to have that on mute next week with the Home Run Derby on. Yeah. Give you guys live updates. We will be going live before too long in here too. So That would actually kind of be fun to do could, is if we did start doing stuff where, uh, and you viewers, you can tell us if you, or listeners, I mean, you can tell us if you like this idea. And if you want to become a viewer. Yes, that too. Tony's dot take that, on Instagram. We were, it would be kind of fun to like have one of those live things set up where like something like the all-star game where we each kind of pick a player and we kind of film ourselves watching it and talking about uh, it as it's going on. You got to consult the lawyers about that. Why? Can you record that without the express written consent of Major League Baseball? All you have to do is just not change it to say this is Andy's yeah. league. Okay, maybe we do a reaction thing. Yeah, I don't know. So we're not showing the game, but we're watching us watch it. I don't yeah. know. You can do that. We'll look you into could. the specifics and legalities. You know who you know would be perfect to look into that for us is Joe, because he's so good at law. Oh, it was y'all, a law degree. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look forward uh, to that. Well, kind of worst stuff. case, we'll have them just sue our producer. So, yeah. well, so the... <laughs> The division we will be reviewing next week, AL East. They just had a very interesting matchup. I do want to just talk about uh, the Red Sox Yankees just played oh, a two-game right. series. I actually did in, want to talk uh, about that too. London, London. yes, and uh, there was a million runs in two games, fifty runs though to be exact in two games in Damn. London. So London's got the now the thought that MLB baseball is just a bunch. Of, there's no such thing as pitching, which is fine. <laughs> next time we're gonna have to send them like Scherzer versus Ryu or something and see what happens. To them. To those soccer lovers, that was insane. That oh, yeah. A lot of goals. I mean, that was amazing. That first game, the over-under was 11.5. And, and I think for the odds makers even, it's got to be difficult because Those at least for a if for an over-under because yeah, it's a different stadium. It's a stadium you've never seen a professional baseball game played in before. So you don't know what's going to happen, how things go. I mean, you could still easily you could still pick like who, oh, okay, who you think is going to win the game. But picking the over-under has to be difficult. And they had it high at 11.5. 
and that hit in the first inning. It was 6-6 at the end of the first inning, and Yankees won that game 17-13 and then ended up winning yesterday, I think, 13-8. Safe to say, I think it was about 13-8. Yeah, I know they had like a seven-run eighth. To they had like back. a nine-run eighth. Nine-run, yeah, something crazy. So I think I'm going to say it was 13-8. We'll just go with that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of runs. Well, before we wrap up, we do have one more thing to talk about. This is some hockey talk. With yeah, this this will be Perry. This will be brief, but yeah, local legend. This was Andy wanted to bring up another local player. Yeah, so uh, you know Corey Perry is still alive. Yes, he uh, is. It's that's not that that's issue. good. Yeah, but he uh, no, will no longer be with the Ducks. He uh, signed with the Dallas Stars. Oh, he did. So I actually didn't know who he had signed with yet. Yeah, so that's he's a uh, you know long time Duck. Uh, goes back to their. Stanley Cup winning year. Yeah. He also won an MVP like eight years ago. Yeah, I want to say ago. he like led the league in goals like yeah, about so. eight years ago or whatever. Um, just not the same player. No, not. I mean, players. I'll tell you how he's not the same player as we saw him a few months back at a local bar in the area just with a couple buddies, which is fine. But just while it was while he was injured, his team was in Tampa Bay or whatever, and he was just hammered off drinking Michelob Ultras. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the well, – he actually he's conversation with me. Yeah, no, he is. Beer. But it was just, it was funny. But it was like, but he, uh, him and I had a good conversation. He liked my mustache. We had some chatting. It was a good time. Went back to his apartment. Invite him on I, the pod. I, I think he does. I think he does better than an apartment, Andy. Yeah. I don't know. It's this awesome. is my studio over here in Orange. <laughs> I'm uh, very conscious with my money. Um, anyway. Well, that's kind of crazy. He's, yeah. To be honest, I actually would have. I would have loved if he would have gone to a division rival just to see him play the Ducks more sharks. because. Corey Perry is 100% one of those players that you love to have on your team but hate to go against because he is dirty. He's always been those little chippier. He's always kind of that guy doing those little side things that the refs can't really see. You know, like when it's like you hear the things about people that have played football where there's a fumble and you talk about people putting their fingers in people's eyes and stuff like that, and, like, that's the shit that kind of happens. I feel like Corey Perry was kind of one of those guys when the ref's not looking, he'd be the guy to, like, slash the stick or your hand on your stick and stuff like that, so... It would have been fun to see him go more against the Ducks and just kind of see how things go. But uh, that'll be a f- fun game whenever Dallas comes to Anaheim this year because I'd like to see how the Anaheim players react. I'm sure they'll give Perry a nice, warm welcome. Oh, yeah. But uh, we'll see. All right. Well, that'll pretty much do it for the uh, – that was an, a jam-packed sports podcast. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. Check out our entertainment pod. But uh, I'm Sean. Join with me on episode 121 of the Tony Stick Podcast. We had Tony Katz. Yes. And the off-road Andy. Goodbye. I need to cool off. It's hot in here. We'll see you later.